The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I am Kisa Amaro, and with me, as always, is Mary Preston. Mary, tell us a bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach, and I work with mental health professionals who are experiencing burnout. Kisa, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a certified health coach and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and with themselves. Woo! So just a quick announcement. I'm working on my six-week program. It's focused on preventing burnout for mental health professionals, especially you. I see you, uh, mental health professionals and nonprofits, government jobs, uh, and everyone working in the school system. Uh, mm-hmm. The program's going to focus on the key aspects of burnout, give you action steps to take each week to get yourself feeling passionate and energetic about your work again. So if you have questions about this course, which is going to start in the new year, if you have questions on any of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, you just want to talk to us, you just want to say hi, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group. Awesome. Right. So let's go on to our topic of the day, which is our introduction to introversion. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about the characteristics of introverts, how introverts differ from extroverts, uh, some myths about introverts, some things that introverts love, and why it's important to understand introversion. And Kisa is going to kick it off with this one. So Kisa, tell Mm -hmm. us about being an introvert. Okay. (laughs) So I didn't really know that I was an an introvert until I was an adult. Um, Growing up, I noticed there were people who were outgoing, people who liked to talk, and people who always liked to be around people. And this kind of seemed foreign and strange to me. Uh, I didn't really get it or understand it. Right. (laughs) And I often thought that there was something wrong with me because I was quote unquote shy. Um, I like to hang out by myself and not talk to people. In fact, I was labeled as shy by many people, which is just going to make you more shy when people, you know, kind of tell you you're shy. Um, And I probably was shy, but that does not make you an introvert. Introversion and shyness are two different things, and we'll talk about that later. Um, But growing up, I definitely felt a little odd in that I needed to change and talk to more people and hang out with more people in order to fit in, even though I didn't really have, like, a huge desire to. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that. Same, same experience with myself. I didn't, I thought I was just super shy and anxious and I think I was those things. But mm-hmm. after, after learning about being an introvert and I think our, our listeners will, will get an idea too, but 
not so much shy, but introverted. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So did you know that about half the population identifies themselves as an introvert or having some introvert characteristics? However, we live in more of an extrovert world. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to identifying an introvert or extrovert, there is a sliding scale or a spectrum of introversion and extroversion. You most likely have both introvert and extrovert characteristics and can identify with both at different times. You may identify more as an introvert or more as an extrovert. I know that I completely identify as an introvert, which (laughs) with some extrovert characteristics, uh, but I identify definitely more as an introvert. Um, Yeah, so some some extrovert characteristics may come out here and there, but, you know, for me, they're few and far between, and I do notice them. Um, And I am such an introvert that I would enjoy going on Like, oh, you know, like going a whole weekend without talking to anyone. Oh, yeah. was so nice. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're both introverts because I'm like, that sounds magical. Just like no interaction with any other humans (laughs) for a full weekend. So beautiful. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And while traveling around Thailand, I enjoyed the solitude and quietness of my solo travels. I often... Now I often dream about those times and wish I could be sitting, you know, on a lake house lanai or a hammock reading or exploring different areas by myself with little language known so I didn't have to talk to anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. so there was that language barrier. And I did know some Thai, but, you know, I kind of had this excuse where I could pretend like I didn't know what they were talking about. (laughs) Um, When I was alone, you know, I could reflect shut my brain off or daydream. I was uninterrupted. I was left to my thoughts and it was beautiful. I loved it so much. But now gone are the days of heading out into the woods for a solo hike. Um, I tried to go on one the other weekend, but my husband didn't think it was a good idea for me to go hiking alone. Uh, And another thing is I didn't have a phone. My phone was broken at the time. So... He was like, no, I don't think you should go. I'm just like, dang it. Yeah. My, <laughs> so my dreams are crushed. No. Um, and I, went, I went for a swim in the pool where the life, there's a lifeguard there instead. So Safer. I saw my, you know, my solo time. Um, it just wasn't out in nature. Yeah. And then reflecting back now, I think when I moved to Thailand is when I really was able to embrace my introversion. Um. Though I worked with other people in one of the schools I worked, I was the only English-speaking teacher, and it was perfect for introverts. Nice. (laughs) If I could, you know, if I I could choose to join the lunch class, like we would all sit together at lunch, the teachers. So there's Thai teachers, and then I was the English teacher. So we would sit together at lunch, and I could choose to join the conversation. I could just sit there and listen to the Thai conversation and pick up on the language, or I could just literally zone out, and nobody really knew the difference Um, because they didn't really expect me to fully participate in the conversation because they would just chat about, you know, their lives, you know, lunch lunch chat Mm -hmm. in Thai. And I could, you know, sometimes I did sit and try and figure out what they're saying, what they're talking about, but that other times I was just 
just chilled and <laughs> zoned out on my own things. Just sat back and enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Just sat back and enjoyed. Um, I also had the opportunity to travel a lot by myself while I was in Thailand. And, um, you know, there were days alone in quiet beaches or hiking in the jungle with no one but the local Thai who wouldn't really say much to me um, other than, you know, hello, swadika, swadika, in passing. Um, so, you know, when you live in a town where the culture is different than yours, uh, what people wear, look like, uh, what is desirable to them. I found it really easy to just be yourself. And for me, I was not, I wasn't pressured by fashion or weight or material goods because it was just kind of different culture. Um, and you know, the things that were desirable for Thai people were not necessarily desirable for me. And therefore I felt comfortable just being myself. And it was a great place to kind of get lost and explore my introversion. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. I love, yeah. I love the it's idea a, of just, it's a great place. Yeah. And just enjoying the culture yeah. and enjoying being on your own and exploring that. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, I just wanted to introduce, um, cause the, the terms extroversion and introversion, like officially, came from Carl Jung. And so I just wanted to go over those first before we kind of go into, you know, more, more socially acceptable and um, how, how we use introvert and extrovert. Um, But Carl Jung explained that extroversion and introversion are different attitudes people use to direct their energy. And I love this um, definition. So according to his theory, an introvert is a person whose interest is generally directed inward toward his own feelings and thoughts in contrast to an extrovert whose attention is directed toward other people in the outside world. So the typical introvert is could, could seem shy, contemplative, and reserved, and might have more difficulty adjusting to social situations, uh, excessive daydreaming and introspection, careful balancing of considerations before reaching decisions, um, often withdrawal under stress. <clears throat> Those could all be typical of an introvert. And then extroverts, by contrast, are characterized more by outgoingness, responsiveness to other people, activity, and the ability to make quick decisions. However, Carl Jung says there is no such thing as a pure introvert or extrovert. Such a person would be in the lunatic asylum. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all on a scale. You have introvert qualities and extrovert qualities, and you just, um, it's like a continuum. So often we're more on one side of the scale than the other. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Mary. Um, so just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, Mary, and um, Carl Jung's um, definition of introvert and extrovert. Introverts tend to be inward turning or are focused more on internal thoughts, feelings, and mood rather than searching for external stimulation. Introverts require less stimulation from the world and their environment in order to be alert and extrovert uh, than extroverts do. So like in short, introverts get easily overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need as much stimulation from our, our outside world. And too much environmental stimulation can lead, leave introverts distracted and unfocused. Um, socializing tends to drain their battery while alone and quiet time tend to recharge their battery. 
So after expending energy from socializing, introverts tend to retreat and decompress or reflect in solitude. Introverts, introverts tend to be quiet and thus can be um, harder to get to know. They prefer to choose their words carefully and don't waste their energy on chit chat. So mm -hmm. like introverts tend to just hate like small talk and stuff I like that. I was going to say small talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's painful to me. <laughs> uh, introverts usually have a smaller group of good friends, but those relationships are deep and strong. They value good relationships and loyal friends. So, you know, instead of having a large circle of friends that they know only on a superficial level, introverts prefer to have a few long lasting deep relationships. Um, which I know definitely is true for me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have many friends, so. <laughs> but the ones I have are just awesome and perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> so what you choose. You could have yeah. more friends. I could have more. Yeah, exactly. I could have more friends, but I choose to have the friends I have. Yeah. Um, introverts like uh, uh, focused and more in-depth experiences and feel content and energized when reading a book or daydreaming or thinking deeply because they have an energy conserving nervous system while extroverts have an energy spending nervous system. So introverts are, you know, we're very self-aware and we enjoy thinking about and examining things in our own world. Mm -hmm. And introverts enjoy time alone in solitude. A good time uh, to an introvert might be a quiet afternoon to read a book or engage in a hobby. And solo activities or quiet time alone helps introverts recharge their battery. Yep. And introverts would rather text than call someone. <laughs> Definitely. And I know, Mary, uh, you can relate to this one because we've talked about this uh, many times about, you know, talking on the phone. I know. Yeah. I I forget who it was. Somebody in Hawaii. Um, and she said that she spends so much time talking on the phone. And for some reason, that really surprised me. I was like, what? People what? like doing that? They like talk you, on the phone? Like yeah. their voices? Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Why didn't? Why wouldn't you just text somebody? Yeah. If people call... I always let it go to voicemail so that I can listen to the voicemail and decide if I need to answer. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then I just want to uh, mention Susan Kane is the author of a book called Quiet. And she um, has done a lot of uh, brain science on introverts mm -hmm. and just kind of the difference between introverts and extroverts. So mm -hmm. it's a... Um, if you want to find out more information on introverts, that would be... Um, a good book to check out. Mm -hmm. She's also got a uh, she's got a TED talk. Yes. Um. Yes. So you can also if you're if you're not interested in a full a full book on it, you can also get just kind of a snapshot of her work. Um. And we can put okay. links to both of those. Yeah. Okay. So what are some myths of introverts? Mm -hmm. Um. Oftentimes we are thought of as shy. True. Uh, <laughs> And I want to clear up some confusion here by saying that being an introvert does not make you shy, but you can be sh a shy introvert. Mm -hmm. So according to the Google Sphere, definite, the definition of shy is being reserved or having or 
showing nervousness or timidity, 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 (laughs) being timid in the company of other people. (laughs) I can't say that word. It's all right. It's unnecessary. Um, so I also like to think of being shy as worry, like when you worry about what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. Now you can be introverted and not give a shit about what other people think about you. You just don't see the need to be talking all the time. Yep. So, you know, you're just, you're quiet, so to speak. Um, and people may label you as shy. Um, and then you can be an introvert and be completely comfortable in a social setting and not be talking. And people may view this as being shy when in fact it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I think I'm a good example. Like I definitely used to be, I'm, I'm still an introvert, but I used to be really, really shy. I would hate to go introduce myself to anybody or talk to people or, like talk in front of a crowd. And I think now I don't really care what other people think of me, but I still, so I'll, I'll talk in front of people, you know, I'll do, um, I'll teach classes and do stuff in front of other people. So not shy anymore, but still totally need to like check out and recharge afterwards. So they're, they're not mutually exclusive. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, that's, one of the things that I love about Mm -hmm. you is I just remember when we first were like kind of getting like our friendship was developing, especially like through CrossFit is that you just did not care what (laughs) other people thought about you. (laughs) It was just awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I'm just like, how can I be like Mary? How can I just, we had some good dance parties. (laughs) Ooh, I mean, Right. Baked potato and baby carrots for Halloween. Oh, man. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So another misconception or myth of um, introverts is that we are quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think our observational internal reflection make us seem quiet. And yes, I will not speak up as often in a meeting or I might take my time in order to form a response because I want to reflect and have what I say be meaningful. One example of me not being quiet is this podcast. Mary and I are both Mm -hmm. talking on average for, you know, 30 minutes. Also, when I am passionate about something, I will talk forever about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't waste my time talking just to talk and fill dead space. Um, So oftentimes this can make people think that we are quiet when like if I, especially like if I'm just one-on-one with you, I'll talk for sure, you know? Right. Well, Um, I think that's the the difference between, you know, for introverts, small talk, like just kind of, you know, let's talk about the weather um, or something that you're really passionate about. And I find that a lot of my clients um, with anxiety are introverts at heart and they come into my office and they just can't stop. (laughs) Like what? Talking. Because we're talking about deep issues, you know, we're talking about life, we're talking about passion and, and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And I think outside of my office, they would be quiet, you know, but mm-hmm. get somebody mm-hmm. talking about something they love and yeah, we yeah. won't stop. <laughs> being, yeah, for sure. being introverted sure. does not mean quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> and in fact, you know, like talking about like that dead space, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't 
have the need to fill dead space. Like I like yeah. that dead space. And I think it's wonderful to share space with someone else in silence. Yep. I don't think that's anything awkward or wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of introverts like silence. Mm-hmm. I don't, I probably not all of us, you know, there's no. probably some who, who don't enjoy silence as much, but, mm-hmm. but I find that's a characteristic that a lot of like driving with the radio off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of driving with the radio off, um, another misconception is that we're boring. <laughs> so, yeah. What? I mean, you might think that driving with the radio off is boring. I don't um, think I'm boring. <laughs> so I love sitting and reading a good book. Uh, I enjoy eating my lunch at the beach in silence by myself. Other people may think that these activities are boring and that's all we do. Introverts also tend to be more playful and um, non-boring when they're around (laughs) people that they know and have a connection with. Um, So, um, you know, if you ask two of my best friends from childhood, if I was boring, they would definitely say no, like Mm -hmm. no exclamation point. (laughs) Um, I, I may not always be doing something exciting and stimulating, but believe me, I have fun with the best of them. Hell yeah. Kisa definitely knows how to have fun. That's one yeah. of the things that, you know, cause now we live across the world from each other, but yeah. we used to go out and do things together all of the time. We did not talk on the phone. No, nope, <laughs> just go out, go out and do stuff weird. constantly. <laughs> I think we're fun. We're not boring. Kisa. No, we're not boring. I mean, we used to hunt for Sasquatch in Hawaii. That's true. We did. You know, that's not boring at all. We found a lot uh, of, a lot of, clues. a lot of clues. Yeah. A lot of clues, but we never saw him. Ugh. Close. We came close. We came close so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another misconception is that we don't like people. <laughs> Love that. And let me tell you, I like people, just not all the time. Mm-hmm. But for real, I like people. I just like to be my, by myself as well. I enjoy quiet time as much as I enjoy a great conversation with a friend. Um, I do enjoy smaller groups and have a great small circle of friends that I keep in good touch with. And I don't see the need to have hundreds of friends. And I value and nourish the friendships that I have now. If I make a new friend, that's great. But I'm not like going to go out and seek out new friends just to be around more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some misconceptions of introverts, but how do introverts differ from extroverts? Um, so I found this really good. Um, there were kind of different descriptions of two, you know, from two different types of people. And I think there were, it was a pretty good. So if you listen along and just kind of see which one seems to feel more like you, you can get a little feeling for if you are more of an introvert or more of an extrovert. So this is more about extroversion. So if this describes you, you're more on the extrovert side. So I like getting my energy from active involvement, involvement in events and having a lot of different activities. I'm excited when I'm around people and I like to energize other people. I like moving into action and making things happen. I generally feel at home in the world. I often understand a problem better when I can talk out loud about it and hear what others have to say. Um, so other people might describe me as outgoing or as a people person. 
Um, I feel comfortable in groups and like working in them. I have a wide range of friends and know lots of people. I sometimes jump too quickly into an activity and don't allow enough time to think it over. Before I start a project, I sometimes forget to stop and get clear on what I want to do and why. Um, and then I think an important one that's missing from here is after a party, I feel like I want more. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the after party? Right? Uh, like after a party, I have energy for more. That's energized yeah. me. Um, so introversion. Um this might describe yourself. So I like getting my energy from dealing with the ideas, pictures, memories, and reactions that are inside my head in my inner world. I often prefer doing things alone or with one or two people I feel comfortable with. I take time to reflect so that I have a clear idea of what I'll be doing when I decide to act. Ideas are almost solid things for me. Sometimes I like the idea of something better than the real thing. <laughs> so the following statements generally apply to me. So I'm seen as reflective or reserved. I feel comfortable being alone and like things I can do on my own. I prefer to know just a few people really well. I sometimes spend too much time reflecting and don't move into action quickly enough. And I sometimes forget to check with the outside world to see if my ideas really fit the experience. And then again, the party check at the end of a party, even if you have enjoyed it and had an awesome time, you're like, now I need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go home. Even if it's not to go to sleep, it's just to be alone in the quiet to recharge. Yeah. Sometimes I find it hard to, if I'm at like a social event, to just come home and go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like I almost have to like read for a little bit or mm -hmm. just kind of decompress a little bit before I actually go to bed. Yeah. I think the par the party test is a really good one. Extroverts yeah. <laughs> are energized by other people and they like other being around other people really bring them more energy and introverts even if like at the party you look like an right like you're outgoing and you're socializing even if you're that kind mm -hmm. of introvert at the end of the party you're drained and you just need to like plug yourself in and recharge with a book or a bath or just some quiet time, alone time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Um, so if you identify as maybe more of an introvert, um, or maybe you identify more as an extrovert. So why, mm -hmm. why is it important to know if you identify as an introvert? Um, so when you understand if you identify more as an introvert than an extrovert, you can start to look at your life and see how you may be fighting or resisting things because you think you should act or behave in a certain way. Yep. Um, just understanding that you wanting to hang out by yourself on a Saturday night is normal will make a huge difference in what you think about yourself when you don't go out and socialize and hang out by yourself. Yep. Yeah, so just understanding that it's okay. And, you know, you don't have to be kind of going against the grain, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It's an okay excuse that you just want to be by yourself. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I just don't want to be around people. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, if you're a mom, understanding that uh, you get easily annoyed when you have too much together time and mm -hmm. not enough alone time is a huge step. And then creating that alone time will help nurture your relationship with your children. Yeah. Um, so understanding that you need your alone time and maybe your child, maybe you identify your child as 
an introvert as well. And maybe they need their alone time. Mm. So understanding that and creating that, that time for yourself or your child time for them um, in order for them just to reflect or just have that alone time. And then that is essentially nurturing your relationship with your child or children. And maybe you believe that you should be more outgoing and social and you get down on yourself because you like solitude and a good book during the weekend. Once you understand that it's perfectly normal for you to feel this way, it can lift a weight, like this huge weight of expectations that you may have on yourself. And once you're free to be an introvert, then you're, you know, fully living in your authentic self versus trying to be someone you're not. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just understanding. And I think the the biggest thing you can do is like if you, you know, like weren't sure, didn't really know like introverts versus extroverts um, and you're just kind of coming to this realization, like the biggest thing you can do is schedule in alone time throughout your week in order to recharge and reflect on your life or decisions. So, so yeah, um, I guess we, me, I don't know. We've compiled a list of things that introverts love just for you. Um, this might help you identify as an introvert or give you some ideas as to what you can do to support your introvert characteristics. So I just made a quick list. So like quiet walks in the forest, uh, beach, nature, reading a good book, libraries. Mm -hmm. I love the library. Me Coffee too. shops. <laughs> uh, staying at home on Saturday nights. Yes. Alone time. <laughs> These sound so wonderful. <laughs> quiet time. Daydreaming, mm -hmm. solo hobbies, and working alone. Yes. And, and I have to say, you know, one of the things that I've figured out has been really important for me over time, because um, I mm -hmm. do need my alone time. Mm -hmm. And when you live with someone, like when you have a husband yeah. or a significant other or children, um, finding alone time is kind of hard. And so I've, I wake up early because my husband mm -hmm. will not. And so I kind of get that. It's just like quiet. Nobody else is awake. Sometimes I do work. Sometimes I just look at Instagram or read a book, but it's really kind of wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Alone time in the quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is more challenging when you live with other people. Mm -hmm. They're when always around. Here. And they like want to be with you or something. No, I don't know. Like in the same room. No. <laughs> I need your attention. All right, Kisa. Kisa has compiled five fabulous oh. tips for us. Yes, I have. And how to self-care yourself when you are an introvert. Yeah. So our first tip for you is to accept your introversion. Oh, so I guess so like kind important. Of like, yes. Yeah, acknowledge and accept. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're with us. You're on our team. You're, yeah, you're in good company, believe me. Um, accept and respect that you identify as an introvert. If you are new to this awareness, uh, I would suggest reading some articles on introverts. Um, so like a quick Google search and there'll be tons of articles. So like um, characteristics of introverts. Um, yeah, there's just tons of stuff. <laughs> or as we suggested earlier, Susan Cain, she has the book Quiet or a TED Talk. 
Mm-hmm. Um, those are both great too. And um, yeah, these can give you kind of like just the basic guide to introvert life. Yeah. Um, so after you accept your introversion, uh, our tip number two is to schedule in recharging time. And whether this be yoga class or meditation, sitting at a coffee shop with a good book or a walk in nature, schedule in time every day where you can be alone away from overstimulating environments. I remember when I was teaching, I would come home and just sit in my chair for about 10 to 15 minutes with no music or stimulation, just quiet. Like I would just sit there. And it was amazing and it was what I what I needed and it allowed me to decompress and reflect on the day. Mm-hmm. And um, then I could just kind of go about the rest of my day um, or evening. Yeah. And your recharging time doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be effective for you. Um, so now... <laughs> Like, like Mary, Mary mentioned, when you live with other people, have Mm -hmm. kids, it's like hard to find that alone time. So now I'll just go lay on my bed with the lights off for like five minutes right before dinner time. And just those five minutes of quietness recharges me for the rest of the evening. And, you know, one thing that um, I know a lot of my clients and this is something that I used to do myself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we rush from work to home. Or we rush from an activity to home and we kind of go right from one socializing activity to another, you know, because your significant other or your family is home. And so um, I found that if I just like (laughs) parked on the side of the road outside of the view of my house, (laughs) which sounds really funny, but it's like, you don't have to go straight home. I just like you, I just used to go park on the sidewalk in a parking spot and just kind of breathe for a little bit and mm-hmm. just like look at Facebook and take a minute and breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go home. And I think that's one simple way, right? Because people know they're expecting you to be home from work, but like yeah. in between, you can just take a couple minutes of quietness. And I think it's, it's a kind of an easy way to, to stick it in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. There's, there's lots of ways to just kind of, I don't want to say fit it in, but essentially mm-hmm. fit it in. Um, yeah. And just mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Mary, you get up early and that's one thing I've been doing is getting up early, just like 30 minutes before my daughter gets up. And I know it's kind of unpredictable when she'll get up, but yeah. so I usually get like either five to 30 minutes of time to myself, um, depending on when she gets up. But like that, even that five minutes is so... Mm-hmm. Like, it's so nice to, like, wake up before she wakes up. Yeah. Um, so our tip number three is to set healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes along with, you know, schedule in recharging time as far as, you know, setting those boundaries, maybe talking with people you live with and letting them know, like, hey, I think I need this. I think I need 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is of alone time, how can you support me? You know, I, where I would like your support in this, you know, like how right. can we figure out, um, like how can we figure out, you know, where I can get 10 minutes and you can watch the kids or you can get dinner started or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and then sticking to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, creating that alone time and, um, and honoring that as your time and your space 
and sticking with it. Yeah. Cause I, I think we do, especially if you are an introvert, excuse me, an introvert, um, and you are around people who are not introverts. Mm -hmm. I think we expect them to know that we need alone time and they don't, they don't get it. (laughs) Why? So you have to kind of, you have to advocate for yourself. And so that's why it's important for you to set boundaries because they might not know that you need five minutes of alone time before you come back into the household. So kind of advocating for yourself. Yeah. My, my husband definitely identifies more as an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, just talking with him, like it's nothing against you, (laughs) but I need time. Like I need to be by myself. Like I have no, I love you dearly and it's nothing against you. Cause you're just like, why, why do you need to book by yourself? I'm just like, I just need to recharge. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And then tip number four is spend time in nature. This doesn't, it doesn't have to be alone, but just being in nature can be revitalizing. Um, I often take my daughter to the beach just to walk or to hang out. And it's wonderful. Yeah, She gets lost in looking for shells or playing in the sand and I can just sit and reflect or just enjoy watching my daughter play. And when I take my daughter to the beach, she has, you know, a completely different experience than if my husband, who, like I said, is more of an extrovert, took her to the beach. And they're both great experiences for her, but my husband and I interact differently with her daughter. So like when it's just me and Antonia, we just like chill and like look for shells and relax. And then when he's with her, it's like they're playing in the water, splashing and, you know, like super active and like interacting with each other, which is great. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, I noticed that we've got four tips and I was thinking that something else would be really smart to do as an introvert is not only to learn about being an introvert, but to take the time to explain to other people who are important to you in your life about what that's like. I actually have a client who um, she mentally, um, she's a little younger, um, but she found these videos. She recognized she was an introvert and she found a whole bunch of videos that were like cartoons that described what introverts were and she showed it to her friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it kind of helped her be able to have alone time by explaining to other people what an introvert is. And so taking that time to explain, like Kisa was saying earlier, like, if you're an extrovert, you might not understand why, why do you need to be alone? Like, do you not like me? Do you don't want to spend time with me? You don't want to sit here with me? It's like, no, (laughs) but I don't like you. I just need a moment by myself. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. Explaining to, um, explaining what introversion is to your Mm -hmm. loved ones or your, you know, people in close relationships that you spend a lot of time with. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you guys, I'd like to share a part of a poem by Lord Byron. You may have heard it. Um, I feel that this poem sums up introverts quite well. And there's much more to this poem. However, I feel that this section is all you need in order to get the gist. And the title of the poem is the, There's Pleasure in the Pathless Woods. Mm. And it is the 178th verse of this much larger poem by Lord Byron. So if you'd like to read the whole thing, go for it. 
but I'm just going to read you a short section. Um, there is pleasure in the pathless woods. There is rapture on the lonely shore. There is society where none intrudes by the deep sea and music in its roar. I love not man the less, but nature more. Ooh. And that's I it. I like that. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, Kisa. Thanks for sharing all about being an introvert. Not a problem. Yeah. And that's it, folks. That's all we've got. Thank you for being super amazing as always and listening in and hanging out with us. Um, And definitely tune into our next episode. It's a good one. We're going to talk about stress management through the holidays. So you might want to get to that one soon because the holidays are coming right up. Yes. If you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, definitely head over to the dedicated Facebook group. And then you can also find me at my website at maryalisepreston.com. It's M-A-R-Y-A-L-Y-C-E-P-R-E-S-T-O-N.com. Or you can find Kisa at her website at kisaamaro.com. And that is K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Awesome. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on this podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible, and we need your help to get our message out. We would greatly appreciate your help in reaching out to people who could benefit from our podcast. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, for sure we would love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes and search for the podcast page, just search for the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa. Hit the tab for ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Uh, That's it. It would be really helpful. It kind of helps boost us to a place where people will be able to search us out because otherwise you kind of get lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, everyone. That's all we have for you. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Bye.